Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. Hello, my name is Dylan Blight, and joining me to discuss today's animated wonder is Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to watch, to talk about this weird sequel to My Neighbor Totoro. Sure. And also here, Kira Marchant. Hey everyone, great to be here on the Animated Wonders podcast. That's the name of it. So this week's uh, episode, we're talking about the movie My Neighbor, the Yamadas, directed by... Asayo Takahata, written by him and based on the comic strip by Isachi Ishni. The main cast was Yukiji Asatoko, Tori Masuko, Masoko Araki, Yoyoto Isahata, Naomi Uno. It was released in 1999 and the synopsis for the film is The Life and Misadventures of a Family in Contemporary Japan. that synopsis doesn't scream Kieran's favourite sort of genre, I don't know what is. So I'm going to throw the baton over his direction because I feel like if anyone's going to dislike this movie the most, it's probably Kieran. So (laughs) tell me how you feel about this movie, I feel like this show has turned me into a walking, like, predictable person because I feel like once again I'm going to whinge about how nothing happened in this movie in the length of the runtime of this movie because it was long. And nothing happened. To clarify, it's an hour 40. It, which feels really long when nothing's happening. <laughs> um, I, 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 look, it had its funny moments. Um, the art style at first was really interesting. I didn't realize that that was the art style for the entire movie. I thought that was just going to be hopping in and out of that art style. So um, They did hop in and out once. Once, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was interesting to see the art style in terms of what they when they decided to go venue minimalist with the actual um, environments or what was happening to compared to when they went kind of all out and drew a lot more. Um, there was definitely some moments that I laughed in. It was just that you could definitely tell this comes from a comic strip. Like this very much does feel like just a whole collection of just miniature comic strip stories. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's <laughs> the, very much the setup. It's like, he, he, it's not really one long-running movie. It's like several several different skits or things. Ash, how did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, this was a bit of a struggle to get through. Uh, <laughs> it was long there's not like any narrative thrust to it um it definitely definitely feels like it was it was made just before the youtube era which is interesting that if it had been made during that time it might have been snipped up and like put on youtube as like different different little clips for you to watch or like it could be on could be on like the very fa- very successful service Quibi as like short seven minute videos. <laughs> videos. Fuck it out. <laughs> By the time this episode is released, Quibi has died a horrible death. Probably, uh, but I, yeah, it's just a bunch of short skits and stuff, and I didn't feel like it was like I was constantly watching the clock 
trying to see how much longer you got to go. I think out of everything we've watched so far, this might be better to watch with the dub because at least the jokes will, be, I think, might hit a little easier rather than you reading them have it like the performance. Bel- uh, Belushi does the voice yeah, of the Jim father. Belushi. I saw Jim Belushi. No, yeah. no, John Belushi. Yeah, the one who didn't pass away. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, there was um, amusing moments. Yeah. I, I like the art style. I thought it was cool. But yeah, yeah. So the if you I if you look up the the original comic, uh, manga, whatever you want to call it, they um it's obviously very heavily based on that. Although it doesn't look exactly the same, but the character designs and general style is uh pr- pretty similar. Uh, this also got turned into a TV series in the early 2000s that only lasted a couple of years. Or an anime TV series, whatever. No, it depends where you live, what you call it, I guess. Um, they, I think that it's... I haven't watched the anime, but I would think this would be better as an anime. Very much so. Like... 100%. Yeah. So... If it feels like somebody's released like a short-form anime, but instead of just you know, cutting it up and releasing it as episodic. It's just one big movie length adjustment where you get super cuts of stuff. And I I feel like the movie could have worked if there was a better connecting theme throughout the majority of it, just to kind of connect the different stories and stuff. Because it starts, and when it started, I was very confused and getting used to the style and what was happening and everything. And then it opens with that big, uh, like, the wedding speech about family. And it has this, like, hyper-fantasy-like version of the family going through, like, the the, the wedding, down a snow sled, and then uh, this boat, and then they get their children and all this sort of stuff. And I really enjoyed that because I thought the animation on that and, like, from a creative standpoint, that was really interesting. So then as the movie continued, I thought that the mundane of the family activities was constantly then going to be interjected with these high fantasy stuff uh, to explore different elements. However, that's not how it works. It's kind of just the opening of the movie is that. And then after that point until like the end, it's either these long form sort of short stories and then even some very quick like 30 second or less very very much you can tell are just comic strips that you could see in a newspaper with a yeah. set up to a joke and then uh, a finish. And a lot of those are quite funny, I found. And they, I actually laughed several times in this movie. I, f- I thought this movie was actually quite funny. Mm. Um, like, I, I, for example, the, the one that I could picture just as a straight-up comic strip was the, um, the, the grandma who the, the kids throw the bowl over the yep. fence. And then she <laughs> she goes and she's like, here, take them. And then because the, the kids who ask for the bowl back don't lie about which is theirs, she hands them both of them. And then, of course, the kids who actually own the other bowl come back and then she lies <laughs> to them after just telling no one to lie. And I can picture that as like, you know, a six or 12 uh, square kind of yep. um, comic strip in a newspaper type thing, like a Snoopy or, or, or something like that, um, that sort of thing. But then, of course, there was the the other things that kind of went way longer than that, which you could picture as several pages in an actual manga, which are the like when the daughter gets lost in, in the, the, uh, the mall yeah, or whatever. Yep. And I thought that part was also quite great, and that's very early in the movie. That, that, yes, that part I, was quite funny as well. I had a bit more hope for the movie 
after that short because I was like, oh, that's cool. This is very, this has some kind of more substance to the little outing. It has a bit more um, character development, not character development, but more characterization between all the characters. Um, And then I found very, like a a lot more of the preceding stories just to be a bit more lacking in that kind of similar substance. Yeah, I feel I feel like it needed, like, cause that one's quite long, mm-hmm. and then yeah. after a point, it just seems to roll with these very shorter ones, lots of shorter, shorter, shorter. And I feel like if it, it, it had been like opens with that longer one, and you know, next couple five ten, ten minutes of these short ones, and then mix in another longer one that was just as interesting as the getting lost one, I would have enjoyed the movie overall better. Cause I would say I enjoyed the first hour. More Very than much. the last 40 I'd minutes. I'd agree. It got to the I point feel. towards that 55, 60 minute mark where I was like, man, how do you keep this going for another 40 minutes? Like, how yeah, is yeah. this? Like, I, I, you know what? I would have probably been a lot, a lot more of a fan of this movie if it had been like the, um, was it Ocean Waves that was like the hour long? Yeah, it was uh, only like an hour. 10, the TV like special. Hour, 15, um, yeah. If this had been in that similar same format. I probably would have enjoyed this much more. Yeah, for, for sure. I reckon if this was around the this, seventy-minute this mark or something, which is you know sixty to seventy minutes, is around where I did actually check the runtime that was left on this thing. So if it had been wrapping up around then, I would have been like, okay, cool. You know, I would have walked away having enjoyed it a lot more. But there's just a lot of those skits or whatever that just seem to drag. Um, some of the skits seem to be. Some of the skits seem to repeat themes a little bit. Too yeah. much towards it's it. Like, hey, look, these people are lazy. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Especially when it comes to like the mother character. Like she seemed to. Some of the stories seem to be very much a look how like almost look how crappy she has it compared to what the rest of her family puts her through and stuff like that. That's yeah, yeah. It just kind of repeated itself a little bit in some of the areas. So it definitely could have been edited down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's a, it's a it's it is a weird one, and even the fact that it's a movie that exists, I find quite weird. You know, like if if you if you told you told someone to watch this and then told them afterwards, oh, that's a Ghibli film, by the way, they'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, okay, like I wouldn't have expected. It. It's like, oh, that's from the director of Grave of the Fireflies. But this is this weird comic strip comedy. Like what? What? Like you know, it doesn't. A lot of elements of it just don't add up. The, like, um, it, it feels weird that Studio Ghibli has done a project that is somebody else's art style. Like it's not their art style. It's it, it almost yeah. feels something like it's a more independent, um, like animated piece rather than a Studio Ghibli animated piece with the art style and the creative choices used throughout this movie. Um, mm. It just if you were yeah if you were to put a, in a lineup all of these movies, just one screenshot of all the movies, if you were to ask somebody to pick the odd one out, they definitely pick this one. The... Uh, well, let's, let's move into kind of thematic breakdown here a little bit. And not that there's too much to go on as far as I'm concerned. But I know I've been saying this several weeks in a row at this point, I feel. But obviously, some of this exists in this movie again, which is just disconnect from cultural reasons and that means that disconnect can lead to a lot of the jokes probably not working and the the, the one example i took note of in my head while watching it 
for this show was the one where the mother's running around like crazy. Then she thinks she's accidentally left the kettle on or whatever. Then she runs back home and then the delivery man, postman, whatever, uh, they're asking for the stamp. And then she can't find the, the stamp to sign with or whatever. And he's like, oh, it's in your second drawer and whatever. Like, I understand the basis of what's happening. However, I, I it did make me wonder from, like, a cultural standpoint, is that, like, a common c- sort of joke thing there? It's like, oh, you know, forgetful old people always forget where they put their seal or whatever in the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a very simple joke that I'm just, like, don't have but, the, the back like, yeah. Also, with that point, I was like, is this delivery man's memory like amazing does he know where everybody stamps is like where they like keep them normally or because when he's like instantly just out oh it's right here i was like how what like how do you remember this is this something i don't know how they work over there maybe they just do certain city blocks or certain sections of the place or whatever um and there was a few things like that but uh so yeah and obviously the big thing about this movie is it's I would say, firstly, trying to be a comedy. And oh, second, yeah. like 100%. something else, which is very weird. Obviously, I don't think there's any other Ghibli movies coming up that I'm aware of that are supposed to be trying to be straight out comedies. So that does mean that the the disconnect can cause a lot more issues there for, for comedy, I feel, because you, you do need the to understand the setup and the whatever else. And that's why I kind of did the grandma one and those sort of more simple ones that just work, I think, no matter where you are around the world, I feel like you'd find funny because the, the the whole joke there is that she just lied and then told them not to lie and then lied. It's like, oh, that works, you know. But um, with the symbols <laughs> or whatever else. Um, And because all of the jokes are then also built in what the the, the second sort of more dramatic side of this is about, which is just the mundane Japanese family lifestyle, which is what he also kind of explored in um, Only Yesterday yeah. as well. So it's obviously a theme that as a director, he uh, Takahata is interested in exploring, but in, the, in, in this film, he's doing it through a comedic point of view, and that means a lot of it's going to be sort of hit or miss. The The most interesting point in this movie that I, I've been trying to get my head around is obviously when it changes art style. And I was trying to figure out what the representation that there is supposed to be, and I can only kind of boil it down to, like, when this family's together, it is... Because the art style is minimalist and sort of boring on purpose. So I, I guess that's supposed to represent you know, the mundane, normal Japanese family. The art style then represents minimalist, boring, not a lot going on. And then when he steps outside and it's outside the family and it's a biker gang, you know, that's more action-y, typical anime, something that probably more people would be interested in. Suddenly it's more fuller and and, and drawn into, I guess, you know, that kind of th- kind of thing. Because th- it's like the dad literally steps outside into a different movie well, or a, a yeah. different anime at that point, you know? And then it, it's only, it only steps out when more members of the family come out and then all of a sudden the biker gang are no longer in their own anime. Then they're drawn into this fucking movie and it's silly nonsense that's going on, you know? So that that's how I kind of took that away. And I think that mo- that is the only sort of 
dramatic-ish moment in the whole movie where you are for a split second like, wait a second, are they about to like get the dad like in a fight or something? I thought this was a straight up comedy. Yeah, but what did you take away from that scene, Ash? What, what, what do you think about it? the art style change and the biker and no yeah i think you hit the nail on the head i think it probably just from a dramatic standpoint it just made sense for it to sort of open up and like in certain like like calvin hobbs and that kind of stuff i mean you've seen that they've like obviously there's the very minimalist scene like shots and that kind of thing but then certain other scenes will sort of open up and like to do dramatic backgrounds and that kind of thing i don't think it would have worked like on the street would have worked with a more minimalist style so yeah i mean that was interesting very culturally of that with with the mask rider and everything kind of of that <laughs> of a very japanese kind of character thing so yeah karen what what do you take away from it um I, I think it's i think it's an interesting point it's very weird though that doesn't that tell like a kind of almost negative message about family and traditionalism for J- japan as a culture that for this person, through the the looking glass of this movie, it's showing that the um the like the traditional Japanese family is very boring and very um stripped back and minimalist, and and that it's almost saying to step beyond that and to go beyond that is to find more something more fulfilling. That is kind of strange for these kind of movies, and it kind of. It, I think the whole movie is defined by that wedding speech at the start um, mm. about the direction of the family and how um, as they can become selfish and look at themselves, that's when they lose each other and move away from each other. Um, that it, it just, yeah, it, it, it it's an interesting take on it and a way to use that art style for it. Have something to say, Ash? You look like you're thinking something. Hmm. No, I mean the interesting thing here is that this is obviously Takahata's what fourth Ghibli film. Uh, you mm-hmm. oh no fifth. You go <laughs> no fourth. You're Grave of the Fireflies. Super depressing. Only yesterday. Still kind of depressing. And then Pompoko, <laughs> which is kind of batshit crazy. And then this, which is which is outright comedy, just shows you that uh. He got super depressed after, and then he doesn't make one for like was like needed more positive elements in his work. It's like never he doesn't make one for like over ten years after this. Yeah, I think something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie, he was like, oh, done." <laughs> no, and I'm I think just looking on the Wikipedia page, it looks like this was like like a very poor box office performing film. A uh, budget of one point fifteen million dollars uh, US. I'm guessing it is. Uh, and the box office of about eleven million, so mm. not really surprised so because Gi- it, Ghibli had bi- built their image on a certain yeah. So style it's not surprising that they haven't gone back to doing any licensed or well, not necessarily licensed, but any gone away from their signature art style mm. too much. Yeah. Um, as to the whole. Like, is this making fun of the typical Japanese family thing or whatever? I don't think so. I think it's just exploring it. And it's it's no different than, like, if any American shows that are comedies based on, you know, like, fucking Everybody Loves Raymond or any of those type of shows. 
that are exploring their typical. They're literally just supposed to be about your quote unquote typical American family and their comedies, and they poke fun of a lot of stereotypes to be with fathers or the wives and the family and the, the overbearing grandmother and all that sort of stuff. However, us as Australian audiences can kind of understand a lot more where that's coming from and, you know, understand that it's, it's, it's not mocking it, it's poking fun at sort of stuff. And we're obviously watching this and we don't have the exact same sort of connection. And that's why I, I feel like it's supposed to be a similar sort of thing, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not mocking. It is just in on the joke sort of thing. Yeah. Is, is how I would take it. It definitely feels like a sketch show, except with the same, obviously the same characters I've really seen, yeah. you know? So I'm trying to think yeah, of something sure. to compare it to, but nothing is springing directly to mind. Yeah. Don't know. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, Ash, what, what what do you reckon your favorite character and or moment would be from this one, though? Um, I, th- I think I like Nobu. He's cool. Little kid. <laughs> Trying to impress people. I don't know. They all kind of blend together. I don't think anybody stands out any more than any other <laughs> any other person. Uh, the one that I, I really like the ball thing. Obviously, that's also like a callback to like Harvest Moon, I think. And also like Japanese legend of like, you tell the truth and you get rewarded. Like, mm. did it, was your axe this plain axe or was it a gold axe? Mm. Yeah, given the gold. Yeah, anyway, uh, the other uh, one that really I remember stand out was the scene where the dad's watching something on television, like a sports game or something, and the mother comes in and wants to yeah. watch her soaps. <laughs> uh, and she gets the remote and they have like a battle to try and stop the stop trying to change the channel. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that and was then the, animated really well. The kid's like, the kid's like, well, now, now we can watch it. And then the grandmother says, this is more exciting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, Karen. Um, I really, I think the the character that I mean laughed the most was the grandmother. I thought she was quite funny throughout the whole thing. Even just the, I think I had hope from like the starting, um, one of the starting skits where she's complimenting um, some, what you think is some flowers, but actually Uh. she's complimenting a caterpillar on Mm. the flower and (laughs) calls the flowers gaudy in front of um, the actual gardener, which I thought was hilarious. Then also, I think my favorite, single skit was the beef stroganoff skit where it starts with the mother trying to play the grandmother into making sushi um the grandmother kind of flips her back and goes no we're not making sushi just having that beef stroganoff and struggling about the word stroganoff and trying to be otherworldly and stuff um and then just have that that shot of just like the ruined stroganoff and just flicking back to the grandmother being like no just go order sushi like I, I, I screwed it up. It was. I just thought it was really funny, and just there were moments that the grandmother um, did throughout that I just thought was yeah very funny and um, probably broke up some of the characters um, in an interesting way. Yeah, I would. I would say that the grandmother made had the the best jokes that worked for me of it. I think, and obviously mentioned the bowl thing. I think that was my favorite skit because it just was very simple and made me laugh and worked or whatever. But if, if I had to pick one, another one, an example of how like a, a longer skit, but still a funny payoff that worked for me involving her was just the the one where everyone's in a rush, they get their shoes mixed up, they come home, then they leave again, and then all of a sudden the, the daughter's forgot her lunch or whatever. And th- this whole skit is, basi- is just to set up the grandmother being like, no problem, I'll deliver it to her. And then she goes and she delivers it to her. 
And then when she gets back, she's like, because she, she forgot her purse, she walks in and she's like, oh, I delivered her her lunch. And then the mom's like, you thought you was going shopping. She's like, and then you just, the grandmother says something like, oh, no, I forgot. And that's the end of the skit. Like, it's just this most simple, like, that whatever. Was one of the running gags was just people supposed to do shopping and just continued to forget and the mother ending up having to do it every time. Um, was I was like, okay, sure. Keep, keep on pushing that cart. I feel like a lot of these jokes uh, are because, you know, like even just the idea of the whole living with your grandmother and like, you know, like that whole aspect of it that I don't even understand because that's not like a cultural thing we have here. You know, like we don't, I'm I'm not expected to get, grow up. And then suddenly have my parents live in a house with me kind of thing. If that's what to save money or whatever. Yeah, not yet. We'll see how we go if the world goes to shit. But so I feel like a lot of the jokes are playing on that the the grandmother living in the house type thing. Whereas I feel like Australia, America, whatever jokes about grandmothers are completely different because they don't that they live in their own houses and they you know, completely culturally different. Interesting nonetheless. Um so that'll do it. For this week's episode, that was animated wonder number 11, My Neighbor, the Yamadas. Um, do you want to make another joke about how it's a sequel to Totoro simply because it's called My Neighbor? Or I mean, it's an interesting good? choice to put called, <laughs> <laughs> have them both called My Neighbor. Yeah, I did think about it. I was like, that was weird, but I don't know. But I don't know if there's a translation thing. Like, is it called, is it actually called My Neighbor, the Yamadas in straight up? direct Japanese translation you know what I mean like it, it may be completely different could be yeah anyway um, if you find out before I end up doing this outro you can tell me if not that's just one o'clock no. you can let us know what you thought of the film on Twitter you can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter next week's film is Spirited Away so make sure you watch it before next week's episode releases make sure you watch that film for sure and then come back and we'll be talking about it here next week until then did you get it ash no bye